Welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 101. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. Sean, you're still really loud. Dude, I'm fucking good at what I do. It's my deep thrust of a voice. Yeah. Um, I was looking up yesterday how to properly use these mics. And um, we were doing it wrong. Correct. So here we are. Hopefully this sounds a little better this time. I hope so. We'll find out. Yeah. For sure. What do you want to talk about today, Sean? Well, what were we going to talk about? Uh, Purpose and... Purpose and something... Not purpose? Something with a P? Um... Well, I shared it with you yesterday. You share a lot of things with me. The fucking video I sent you. Oh, yeah, with Andy Frisella. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that one was about whether you should open multiple businesses. Yep. Um, sharing money, relationships and money. Yep. And then... I have such a small brain, I don't know. I don't remember the third one to be honest. Okay, cool. Thank God. I'll look it up. Keep talking. Um, no, I love the episode. The episode was just honestly, you guys like listening to podcasts like Andy Frisella, um, Ed Milet, uh, even Skinny Confidentialist had some good ones at, at times. Yeah. Uh that's really how we get a lot of our topics is they'll mention stuff on their on podcasts and uh, it inspires us to talk about it on ours. Yeah, so he talked about owning multiple businesses, money within relationships, and increasing your prices. Oh, yeah. Episode 308 is a Q&AF. So I highly recommend checking that out and seeing what he has to say in his terms on that. I think that'd be very beneficial for a lot of people. Yeah, it was interesting. I liked it. Yeah. So, in essence, my love. Yes. What do you think about owning multiple businesses? Uh, I mean, you and I have heard it everywhere and anywhere to focus on your main business before you start going on and adding other things. So they say focus, like pretty much only on your main business. Only worrying about that until it's a multi-million dollar company. Mm -hmm. And then once you have that, you can branch into other businesses. Right. And what we've also heard from like Gary Vee say like if you have a business and you're making a couple hundred thousand a year and you're happy and you like it and you know the next stage is going to be miserable – don't go to the next stage. Stay where you're happy and enjoy it. Right. Like, yeah. you don't have to keep going if you don't want to. Right. And so, I mean, in that realm, you could then, like, make a business, stabilize it, and keep it at maybe not a multi-million dollar business. Maybe it's just, like, a million or million dollar business or something. Yeah. And you just kind of, like, that's where you roll it at. Yeah. Um, and it just self-operates, essentially. Yeah. That's that's an option. That is an option. But, um... Would you count 
investing in real estate like part-time, like very part-time another business? No, 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 no. That's just asset protection. That's just investing in asset protection. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think investing in real estate part-time. Right. So like as long as you have like a property management company manage them. Yeah, well, I just like systems in place or something in place to offside it or uh, offset it. Yeah, yeah. cuz like you want to focus mainly on your main business and so I mean that's that's essentially what I did. Yeah. I had stable living, mm-hmm. but I wanted to flip and burr houses full time. Mm-hmm. So I sold stable living because it takes way too much mental energy and mental energy and time. So then now I can strictly focus on real estate flipping and burring. Yeah. As like my full-time thing. Yeah. And then investing in real estate essentially is my part-time investing route. Pretty much. So I am like 100% real estate realm is my focus. Yeah. And we like, I think it's good that now you're being more consistent with just doing like your own projects. Right. Instead of like branching out into customer work, because right. that really took a lot of your time away from doing your own projects and had postponed some of them Dude, by months. I'm gonna be honest with you, because we did that, we are two months behind on projects, and that means Riverview could have been sold a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Second Street would have been done a month ago. We would be Partway through Cameron Street, um, it's it's pretty. Yeah, it was pretty full, and we and we could have done more of the turnovers on the units that we just had come up. Yeah, because we you would have done those yourselves instead yeah. of pay Foxborough to do them. Yeah, which is fine. It worked out well with Foxborough, but yeah, like I mean that us us doing customer work that really that put us two months behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. To think about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's, I mean, it's good we learned it. I love the fact that he makes fun of serial entrepreneurs. Oh, I love it. Love you, it, love it, love it. Do you know it. who calls himself that? The Skinny Confidential dude. Yeah. That's the first person I thought of when. Because I obviously don't know what he does. The Skinny Confidential, yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's just a serial entrepreneur. Yeah, that's all he says. I love it, dude. I would say he's probably one of the first people to coin it, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, in a public eye setting. That we've heard. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I love it, dude. And it makes a lot of sense because, like, you're talking about, when you talk like Andy Frisella, he essentially has or had one business that he grew. And then his big thing he was talking about was, like, you grow that business. And then before you start another business, you do new layers in your business. Mm -hmm. So, like, my business, I need to focus on flips and burrs. I could add a layer of customer work for unit turnovers and stuff down the line in a couple years. That could for sure be another layer of my business. But that cannot be right now so what oh no you just get so passionate about this look how loud you are compared to me 
It's called energy, babe. And I fucking got it. I know. We're doing this because you have too much energy normally. What do you mean? Oh, because you kept blowing out the mics because you were always so loud. Yeah, I know. So anyhow, um, that's, that's what I got. I guess now that you cut me out. I'm sorry. I don't even know what I was saying anymore. You were talking about how down the line. Oh, you add layers to your business. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, and then you can start adding more businesses once you've done all that. Yeah. And even, yeah, even Andy said, like, there was plenty of times, like, he could have started another business, but because he didn't is why his current business is as big as it is. Dude, yeah, he said, like, had he done, like, businesses that he wanted to do earlier, he would have bankrupt and not be where he's at. Yeah. Yeah. Or he would just be, like, lagging along, hating life, nowhere near his level. Yeah. Yeah, his first business probably would have plateaued. Yeah. Kind of cool. It is very cool to think about. Kind of cool. But that goes to say, bigger pockets, always, 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 always bigger pockets. And that, like, that, what they said influenced me a lot in my decision to sell Stable Living was, if you're building a bridge from land to an island... You do not want to build a half a bridge or a quarter of a bridge and start building another bridge. So you don't want to just build, like start, continually start a new bridge, but never finish the bridge. Mm -hmm. They said you just want to do one bridge, a two lane bridge. Boom. And when you get that bridge across to the island, then you can start adding lanes. But you need to... When you add a lane, you need to fully complete that lane. Mm-hmm. And then you keep doing that to add out more lanes. Right. But you have to get the bridge across. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially you have to get your first business across successful before you can add layers or before you can add other businesses. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it just like th- it, even thinking about it actually... If you grow business big enough, I feel like, I mean, then you get to like put like a CEO in charge, right? Like, mm-hmm. cause you're, if you're going to start another one, you're probably not going to be in charge of that one still. You can't be. No, there's no way. No. It just would take so much time. Right. Time away from like putting that effort into a new business. Right. It makes you really think like. You really have to start a business in something that you could do for a while. You should. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not do, right? Like, but be passionate about. Not, like, I don't know. I don't think you got to be passionate. You just got to be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. That one was crazy. I liked the second, the second part of the podcast was interesting. Because um, it's never been a thing between Sean and I. Mm-hmm. surprisingly like since we started dating mm-hmm. we've just always been really good at just having like a silent agreement about money mm-hmm. um and i think it's because we've all both always have been pretty frugal mm-hmm. and like we do each get our own like personal spending money that we can spend on whatever mm-hmm. um, but we don't we don't get upset at each other when we spend money and so the one of his employees reached out to him and said that her boyfriend or a guy she was guy seeing. Guy she started seeing, yeah. 
um, made her pay for half of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, if he would go out and buy, like, dish soap or laundry soap, mm-hmm. I think she said, she, he would message her and say that she owed him half of it. Mm-hmm. So she would have to Venmo him $8 for this laundry show. Mm-hmm. That's just wild to me. Right? Like, you both use it. So, like, why does it matter? And right. I always feel like it's like a tip, tip for tap kind of thing. Yeah. What if she's the one that always does laundry? Right. right. So you can buckle up and pay that extra $8 for the other half of the laundry soap. Yeah, I mean, a big, like... What a kind of, yeah, what a kind of makes me think of is like when we lived with Mitch years ago, Mitch would buy the groceries and we would meal prep for him. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, like, it was a win-win because we'd get free groceries and then he'd have meals. Yeah. And, um. And it was like a give and take sort of deal. It was a very give and take. I liked it. Yeah. And so, like, if someone's doing, like, household chores, more household chores, like, you picking up the slack and and paying for groceries or whatever or, like, the household shit might be kind of a good give on your end. Yeah. I mean, and you and I have had a joint account since two and a half years into dating. Yeah, something like that. So we've always, I don't know, like, I've just never have cared. Because, like, when we started dating, Sean started the group home, so he never had money. Mm-hmm. And then... Then I still never had money. Right, and then he didn't have money for a while. Um... And now he still doesn't have money because he just invests in it, it, into everything. Yep. So, but like we we like pool our money together every month, and we each take our perspective portions out for um, investing, and we have our own personal spending money a week. The one thing I think is, um, I think like Andy said. Uh, Something about how you should have one joint and then you each should have a personal account. I think that's a little unnecessary. Um, I mean, I guess we do it, but in the aspect, don't dogs. No, I don't. I don't think he said that. Someone else said it then. We've heard it before, though. Oh, yeah. Where they say you should have a joint and then you each should have your own personal account. But I think we do it differently by the fact that we each get spending money from our joint account every week. Right. Yeah, well, and it just doesn't matter. Like, you're, like if you look at the, the Dave Ramsey thing, once you're married, you should have only joint accounts. Yeah. Once you're married, everything's pulled together. Everything goes into one once you're married. Right. Well, and do you care that I make less than you? No. Do I care that you make more than me? You probably fucking enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but no, we both just have never cared. You, I mean, you've cared about like what quality of work I had. Like, I have most certainly cared about the quality of work. 
Right. So, like, obviously, Sean wanted to make sure I had a job that I could progress and get experience from. So I quit my mall jobs. But, I mean, he didn't, like, it wasn't for money. It was, like, right. to find me, a like, a, a actual, like, career, a career job. Yeah. Yeah. So, not saying mall jobs aren't careers, but. They're, dude, they're fucking barely careers. You, sure, some of the, like, store managers might be a career. Yeah. But besides that, just, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I guess Shields, dude. Shields is a pretty fucking. Shields I don't consider. I don't consider Shields like a mall job. That's yeah. Well, because they, they just happen to be in the mall here. Yeah. Uh, they're like a fucking like a. Did, did you know their what they do with their profit sharing? It goes to employees. Into their retirement accounts. Oh yeah. So then, um, like, I think Kayla was telling me she knew of someone who retired from Eau Claire. Um, and she was only there for like 15, maybe 20 years. Uh-huh. She had a million dollars in her retirement account from there. So like a guy like me, if I was working there, would, it, could I be like, no, I don't want it in my retirement account because I can make more money in real estate. I don't know. Hmm. Like, I don't know if you have to put it in the retirement account. Right. Oh, uh, I sure you can. But the next thing is, is like, it's shields. Shields is always going to be making money. Bro, Shields making money. They just made money off of me today. Mm-hmm. Hell Golf yeah, shoes, did. baby. Fuck yes. We got way off topic. This is supposed to be a tutor episode, Sean. It is. We're tutoring. I think. I think so. Um, But so, yeah. This sharing accounts. Money. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just... We've never cared. We've all... I mean, we, like, keep track of our money, like... We've done a poor job lately, I will say. Um, but we do have, like, a monthly budget. So we fill it in with all of our bills. So we see what our total amount of bills is before the month even starts, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I put in my income's variable. So I put in mine every paycheck. And then I just put in what Sean gets every paycheck. Yeah. Um, so we can, like, see if we're spending too much money being too frivolous or for mm-hmm. saving money and it doesn't and it accounts for taking out our 20 percent in investments too yes so yep it's all calculated in there right and that's 20 percent of that's all our like living and all that shit's based off of our income like our salary and hourly mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with the extra i get from investments Owner draws. Yeah, none of that. Selling the business, none of that shit. Ugh, I'm going to have to change the front page now, that Excel worksheet. Why? Do you want to know what it was? It was the amortization schedule for the our current house. Hmm. So, literally, I yeah. go onto this document and I can see what our what amount our loan is currently. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked it lately. It's going to make me sad to sell this. That is what it is. I know. Growth moving on. Moving on. That's true. But yeah, I mean, we keep track of our money. We don't really. I just don't care. No, I. I mean, this is like the big thing I am with it. Like, I'm a full believer in once you get married, you should try your hardest to make it work. And if you're like 
not, if you're not sharing money, you're not sharing essentially your lives together, fully committed, then you're holding back. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's like a recipe for disaster. The divorce rate's higher than the staying together rate. Mm. Yeah. So why would you put another, like another barrier between a potential successful marriage? Um, so I just try to do the things that'll make the marriage last longer and be more committed to one another and not make it easy to like back out. It'd be very, it'd be very difficult to back out of a marriage, um, as it should be. Um, and so that's why I'm like huge on the pooling of your money and sharing your money. It just, oh, keep going. If you're with a significant other or spouse who you can't trust to handle like their finances as you handle yours or vice versa, you're probably with the wrong spouse Mm -hmm. or they need some financial literacy or maybe you both need financial literacy so that you can do it together. But, but like not pooling your money together is just, I I think it's like, it's like the financial intelligence. I think one or both people are lacking financial intelligence or financial literacy. Um, and you're not trusting your partner. You're also not trusting your partner. And you, these are just things that are adding to the demise of a relationship, I believe. Yeah. It just makes me feel like you don't trust one another. Right. Right. And like, we've talked about this before. If you can't bring stuff up to your significant other, why are you with them? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Like, if you think your significant other is spending too much money on something, then tell them. Just bring it up. Like, you don't have to be an asshole about it, but you can be like, hey, babe, like, um, I've noticed you've been spending, like, lots of money on Etsy lately. Like, what, what's going on? And they can be like, oh, yeah, I was buying a bunch of wedding stuff. Yeah. 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 Or like, hey, babe. Here's an example. Hey, babe. I know you really love these Legos, and I think they look great in our house, but maybe instead of us spending all this extra money on Legos, we could maybe buy an investment with it or take a vacation with it. But they are an investment. Maybe we could buy a real big investment. See, that's just kind of an example. Yeah. A real life example, say. It's not a real life example. You can never have too many Legos. Yeah, right. Okay. What else? What else from that? I don't know. Oh. Just trust one another. Jeez. I feel like this, this world has like a lack of trust for other people right now. And like, if Sean and I didn't trust each other, if we didn't communicate with each other like we do, we would have been done a long time ago. Mm-hmm. A long time ago. And I know, like I said, like, Sean and I just have this weird secret agreement with money. Um, But I think it's because we have the same style with money. Mm -hmm. 
and not all couples like are going to have it that easy. Like Mm -hmm. you are going to probably have to sit down, budget out everything. You can even budget out like your Lego spending for a month. But you and I have been budgeting together for a pretty much since we started dating. We've been budgeting together in some facet or realm. And so we've known each other's financial things since like the beginning of us probably the first week. Yep. Maybe the first month we started dating. Yep. So it's, yeah, it's just been very open about that. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're very lucky because we, like Sean said, we have grown into that with each other. Right. Um, so obviously if you're already married, it's not going to be as easy for you, but it, it's, it should just be a simple conversation. Dude, it should be a simple conversation. Maybe doing some classes, not like college classes, like fucking watching some YouTubes, maybe doing, getting like a coaching course or something so that you guys are on the same page financially and can work together. Mm-hmm. Um, which will probably build the relationship even more because you'll be working together. Mm-hmm. And trusting each other. And trusting each other, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I love it. Right? Who knew that you had to talk to the person you married? Sad. It sucks. It's sad, dude. It does. Mm. Telling me. Telling me. Um, so yeah, that was that was that part of it. I like that. Relationships and money and only having one business. Relationships money only having I, I like those ones. And then the third one was raising, raising your, your prices. prices. What do you think about that? Uh, we've talked about that. Um, obviously, like, everyone has to raise their prices right now. Don't try and wait too long because it's only going to hurt you more. You gotta, dude, we talked about that in group homes since day one. If you are not profitable, you will not be around to help people. No. So if you are not profitable, your company's not surviving, and you're taking the heat as... Gas is fucking doubled, tripled, so your expenses are way up. Fucking rent is up or mortgage, whatever it may be. Utilities, property, taxes, insurance is up. Um, right? So if you're looking at everything is up, but you're not raising your prices, you're not going to be profitable and or as profitable, which will be the demise of you. Yeah. Um, so you, it is something you need, you should be doing and you, you really need to be doing. Yeah. And look at like, if most people aren't going to be the only, um, seller or whatever of that product provider, provider. Thank you. Goods. Um, so look at what your competitors are doing. Is your quality of work better than theirs? Then you can probably raise it a couple more dollars than them. Yeah. Um, are you using better products than other places and people come to you specifically for that? Then raise your prices to like show for it. Right. Because like we've talked about this in all of our groups. If some people are going to be more willing to go to you for a higher price because they know your quality is better. Yes. And it's it like so many people are just so worried about that they have to be the lowest paying or the lowest Most. price. Yeah. To, in order to get sales, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. Look at Shields. Shields is not even close to being the lowest prices. Dude, and they just thrive. Thrive. Um, yeah, I think 
I think depending on like the quality of products you have, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you decide your market is, your niche market. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'll that'll definitely play a role. I also don't think you want to raise your prices to an ungodly profit margin. That's something we like never did in in when we had stable living. Um, and it's like the same thing I I do with the properties Kyle and I do is like we have what we know we like need to make um, based on like the time that we have into a project. And that's like, if something falls in that category, then we'll, then we'll do the project. You know, it's just a simple, like, this is the profits we need to be able to like pay our wages um, and like grow the company and stuff. And so if projects fall in that category, we can do those projects. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not talking like just get crazy with your, profits but make sure that it's reasonable and it's sustainable um and it's benefits you but it also is fair and, and benefits customer yeah so that's kind of what i got off of it time to go kill that centipede dude there's this fucking centipede in our oh, god damn basement it's huge it's big dude i think it's the biggest one this year dude seriously those fucking things I don't even know where do they come from. The drains, dude. I don't understand how the fuck they crawl up through the drains. I don't either. Disgusting. We'll take a picture and post it on our Instagram. No, we won't. No, fine. I do need to take a picture of your uh, to-do list. Oh yeah. Look at that. Even Mimi's scared of it. And Mimi's like, dude, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. So anyhow, fucking bugs, dude, are nasty as shit. That was one thing I told Sean with the new house is we have to get pest control to go through there before we even start doing work. Dude, the thing is, those little fucking centipede things, though, every building we've ever lived in, we've had it, had them. Not, this this year's bad. This year's the worst it's ever been. Oh, yeah. But they come through the fucking pipes. Yeah, I, I don't know. If there's pipes in every building, yeah. that, those things can come anywhere. Yeah, what if we have to, like, have those, like, flap things on all of our drains now? Just, like, a flapper so then they can't, like, crawl out? Is that a thing? I don't know. Interesting. Okay, guys. Hope you enjoyed that podcast. Hopefully this one sounds a little better. I will, uh, I will do my best. Cool. And, uh, yeah. Check out our Instagram. Check out Andy Frisella's Real AF. Listen to episode 308. If you're interested in his take on these things, because we essentially just took his content and put our twist on it. Yeah, we just took his topic. Yep, took his topic and put our twist on it. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. We'll catch you up. See you.